Sometimes life can be poo, like a big bag of poo that is covered in poo. But there's a very silly man with limited ukulele skills who's on a mission to make you smile. Lean on me if you're having a wobble, because I am a man who's often quite wobbly. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to explain what the term SAD means in relation to your mental health and what you can do to combat it. I'm a happily married father of three and we live on the south coast of the UK near Brighton. I decided to set up this podcast channel because I really want to create an online community that supports parents, specifically dads, and I suppose even more specifically, dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow this podcast. Or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. I've struggled with my mental health on and off for as long as I can remember. And over the years, I've learned various strategies that help me to combat this. So for starters, what does SAD or SAD stand for? It stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. And this is a disorder that can affect people's moods when the days get shorter in autumn going into winter. If, like me, you're someone who struggles with their mental health all year round, then this can just feel like another hurdle to have to overcome. There are lots of things you can do to look after your mental health all year round. But if you're someone like me who suddenly feels in October and November you start to feel a bit wobbly or a bit depressed or a bit more anxious, it may well be that you're suffering from sad disorder. If this is something new for you or you're really concerned, I'd suggest going and talking to your GP. That said, there are lots of things you can do to look after your mental health. Probably one of, if not the most important one, is trying to get really good sleep. I noticed that when I stopped drinking caffeine past midday, And when I turned off my phone and stopped scrolling through social media at least an hour before I went to bed and maybe did some reading or some meditation before I went to bed, not only did I find it much easier to get to sleep, but the quality of my sleep seemed much better. No caffeine, no dopamine spikes before you go to bed is a good start. Make sure your room's really dark and as quiet as you can make it. This, if like me, you live in a house with three small children and a puppy, is not always the easiest thing to do. Something else I've done recently that I've noticed has massively improved my mental health. For the last month or so, I haven't had any wine to drink. And if I do have a drink, it's probably a low-calorie beer, like a Bud Light. If you're a parent and therefore have a naturally probably quite stressful lifestyle, and are used to having a glass or something to take the edge off, I can see how you might consider it completely unrealistic to just go teetotal. Going teetotal is a lovely idea, but if I'm honest, for me, it's a bit unrealistic. That said, if I want something at the end of the day to take the edge off, Instead of a glass of wine, which might be the alcohol percentage in the teens, choosing a can of beer that might be 3.5% means the next day I'm not feeling anxious and jittery or a bit fuzzy-headed. Sometimes you just need to make a change, but the change doesn't have to be massive. Small changes make a big difference. And the second thing you can do if you suffer from seasonal affective disorder and you struggle to get up at bed in the morning or you find the first few hours of the day a bit of a struggle is get into some cold water. If getting into a freezing cold shower sounds a bit too intense, then why not start by just splashing some really cold water on your face? I found that having a really cold shower for even like the last couple of minutes of my shower really helps to switch me on. If I'm feeling a bit anxious or depressed, it really wakes me up. 
helps me to feel clean and present and in a position to take on the day. And the third thing you can do to combat seasonal affective disorder is get some exercise. The school our kids go to is less than a mile away, probably isn't even that. So unless the weather is absolutely horrendous and you don't want them to have to spend the whole day in wet school uniform, then walking to school is a big first win of the day. Not only for them, but for me. I've noticed a strong correlation between the days when they walk to school and the days we drive to school. Quite often, the first few minutes of walking to school is like pushing water uphill. It's a proper battle of wills. But after five or ten minutes, we're having a conversation. They're getting some fresh air. They're getting some exercise. And I find that we arrive at the school gates. And most of the time, we're all in a much better headspace than when we left our front door. Exercise doesn't have to mean doing a hit class or going to the gym or doing jiu-jitsu or sea swimming. One of the best exercises you can do, if not the best exercise, is walking. It's free. You just need to step outside your front door. You can walk around the block. And if your mood's feeling a bit low, it can be a major game changer to how you're feeling. And if you do it at the beginning of the day, it's a really good start to the day. And tip number four of things you can do if you're suffering from seasonal affective disorder is have a challenge. Set yourself up with a goal of something you want to achieve in the next three to six months. And that can be anything. I often find it's really good to do a bit of a mental health inventory and sit down every three to six months and say, where am I physically? Where am I mentally? Where am I emotionally? Where am I academically? And where do I want to be in three to six months? So for example, I used to run marathons. I haven't done any distance running for a long time. But I know that getting out and doing some exercise, especially jogging, is really good for me. And also, now that I work from home on my own five days a week, it's really important for me to schedule in an activity, which means I meet up with my friends. So for me, that's meeting up with my best friend and going for a run every Tuesday. The fact that I make an appointment and I don't want to let him down makes me accountable. It's more likely that I'm going to stick to running if I'm doing it with someone else. And just to give you even more reason to get out and do it, I've signed up for the Hastings Half Marathon in March next year. So for those days where I'm really thinking I can't be bothered to go for a run and thinking of ways to get out of it, I'm reminded not only do I not want to let my best friend down, but also secondly, I don't look like an absolute wally in March when he's scampering through the Hastings Half Marathon and I'm lagging behind like a sack of potatoes. And the fifth thing you can do to combat seasonal affective disorder, and it's something I now do at the end of every day, and I've been doing it long enough that it's now become a habit. And depending on your faith and how you are spiritually, I often say a prayer. But it's also a time for me to acknowledge what I'm grateful for in my life. What's happened today that I'm really grateful for? Time spent with my children, a nice walk to school, a nice conversation. My child read me his first book. Me and my son playing FIFA on the Xbox. Me and my daughter playing a card game. It's very easy sometimes to get to the end of the day and write it off and say, well, that was a rubbish day. You might find that 80 things happened to you that day and you might be focusing on one or two things that were less than perfect. It's really important to remind yourself how lucky you are. And I find a really easy way to do this, and this can help especially if there's something you really don't want to do, is remind yourself, I get to do this, I don't have to do this. I get to go for a run with my friend. I get to take the dog for a walk. I get to walk to school with my children. I get to create a podcast. I get to go to work. There are lots of people around the world who would no doubt look at your situation and would happily swap places in a heartbeat. It doesn't do you any harm to remind yourself of that every now and again. And the sixth thing you can do to combat seasonal affective disorder is communicate. 
If my mood's a bit low and I've gone a bit quiet, I always just make the time to remind my wife what's going on in my head. More so that she doesn't realise, what is it something I've done? Why is he being grumpy? Why is he so quiet? I've been married for over a decade, so my wife knows well enough that when October and November come, I can sometimes go a bit inward and a bit quiet. But to stop your family worrying about you, just communicate what's going on. And normalise the fact that sometimes it's quite normal to feel low. Sometimes it's quite normal to feel anxious. And actually that it's okay to not know why. This will model the behaviour with your children that it's okay to have ups and downs. And actually, happiness is not happiness without sorrow. You have to have the perspective. And tip number seven of things you can do to combat seasonal affective disorder is do an altruistic act. Do something for someone else without them asking you and without you telling everybody on social media. If you see someone struggling and you can do something or say something that's going to help them, do it. It will make you feel great. And it will suddenly remind you that we're not alone in this. We're not alone in our struggles. There are always numerous opportunities in every day to lift someone up. Be that saying good morning to the lollipop man who helps your kids cross the road. Saying hello to your teachers. Saying good morning to other parents at school. Sending your wife a loving text. Being friendly. Sometimes you have to fake it to make it. Sometimes you've got to wear a smile as opposed to feel a smile. And if you're having a tough time, just be safe in the knowledge that it won't be like this forever. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. I really hope you got something from this podcast. And if something I mentioned gave you a question, please put it in the comments below. Alternatively, if you're someone who can sometimes struggle from seasonal affective disorder and you've got a tip of something you do that helps you, please also put that in the comments. I recently just wrote a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. I'm trying to get some feedback and therefore if you'd like a completely free digital copy of that book, just email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. Alternatively, put your email address in the comment section below. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Bad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.